Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone. It is July 11th, and we are here for our first call for the month of July, and we'll be working on part two of your, um, gosh, just forgot what it's called, um, playing to win, playing to win, because hopefully you're not playing to lose. And just so you know, our second call for the month, we will go ahead and host on Monday, July 25th at 7.30 p.m. That way, hopefully, a couple people who have always been active, but once we changed it to noon, haven't been active. There just never seems to be a perfect time for everyone. So we'll go ahead and do an evening call to see if we can get everybody rallied and on that call. So hopefully everyone had a great 4th of July holiday. It was hopefully profitable for many of you. And again, we'll just jump right in. We last week or last month, you worked on part one, are you playing to win? Are you playing to lose? And you worked on developing your playability and defining really what play means to you. Yeah, some people are really competitive, like me, when it comes to board games. I always say I hate playing Monopoly because I'm a sore loser. I don't play card games because I'm a sore loser. So when you hear the word play, what does it mean to you? Does it make you stressed? I mean, I even watch people at the beach playing volleyball, and it's like, oh, I can't. That's not, mm-mm. And then... Describe how you would like to play your game to win. What game are you playing? Business owner game. What? How would you like to play it? Do you want to be rigid with your office hours? Do you want some flexibility? Do you? What type of people do you want to work with? So hopefully you had time to work on that and thinking about why are you currently, why are you not currently playing to win? Are you trying to put that square peg in a round hole? Are you attracting the wrong clients? What's going on that you're not currently playing your game to win? And it doesn't mean like when I say you're not currently playing your game to win, I'm not talking about 24-7. You're all winners. But what things are not working? And think about why are you playing the game you chose? whether it's the bakery business, the wedding business, the virtual assistant, why are you playing that game? Is it safe? Is it enjoyable? Is it because you feel like you don't know anything else? Why did you choose it? And are you having fun? I hope you say yes. And if you said no, then we need to figure out why it's not fun anymore. Maybe it's the wrong people. And do you want to continue to play? Because honestly, if you don't want to continue, it's okay to say I hate this. I don't like it. It stinks. It's not for me. 
But you need to have that honest conversation with yourself so you can create a winning environment. Now, this winning environment, you know, we are comprised of 10 environments. You, your beliefs, your physical body, your physical health, your energy level, your feelings, yourself, your personality, traits, strengths, emotions, your spiritual connection, your relationships, your network, finances, your physical surroundings, your money, your gadgets, music, things that bring you joy, things that make you feel yuck, and nature. So you need to explore that environment. And then, again, I hope you had time to answer those questions and look at the obstacles in your environment that keep you from playing your best. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your employees, your dog, your cat, spouse. A lot of times people consciously uh, sabotage your success. They don't mean to. They don't even realize they're doing it. But they honestly just are sabotaging. And then describe the 10 environmental design shifts that remove common obstacles or create inspiration so you can win. What do you need to do? And what do you need to do? And then we looked at master ability. What skills, new skills do you need? What skills do you need to hone? Depending on your profession, you may need current, um, continuing education. You know, there's always a new Microsoft. There's a new PowerPoint. There's always some new program. If you're a social media manager, there's always a new pr a social media platform. There's always new updates to things, Facebook ads, this and that. I've seen virtual assistants who do nothing but help people with Facebook ads. So those people have honed that skill. They're not just saying they know how to do it. And so you had to do an inventory. And hopefully you put down some new things you would like to master. Might be, you know, I'm thinking, Paula, might be a new microphone, might be a new um, word processing program to help you write your vows. It could be the text-to-talk using Dragon or some of the other programs. So while you're in the car, you could maybe, and you have those insight moments in the long drive from Wilmington, and you just start dictating your thoughts and have them transcribed. And I'm pretty sure I gave you all a transcription service my friend Linda uses, and she says she's still using it, and it's fabulous. So that might be something you think about, Paula, while you're driving and you're thinking about the wedding vows, dictating them and then having them transcribed. But that would be a new skill, a new mastery. And that was week one or the first month. And now we're looking at part two, developing your enjoyability. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, then there is absolutely no reason you should be doing it other than you absolutely need the money and you want to keep the lights on. So remember, you're in the driver's seat for your life and where you're going. You have to be able to have that enjoyability. And sometimes that means shifting your perception. You need to rewrite that script from the negative. I was working with a client last week, and I've actually had several in the last couple months who the big thing has been focusing on 
and they each have, have brought it up, it's not something I brought up, that they need to stop saying should. So I, I, for the one gal, I did a quick video and I was saying, I want every time you write a should, I should do this, I should do this, I want you to write it down. And then underneath it put a new statement, a positive statement. I will do this. See how powerful that is? That's a power statement. Instead of I should do my bookkeeping, I will do my bookkeeping today. I am going to do my bookkeeping today and get it caught up because I'm a savvy, smart businesswoman. Or I am not going to do my bookkeeping today because I am going to outsource it. But take, take those shoulds statements are very shaming. Turn them into power statements. And that's where this, again, the shifting your perception of how you see things. Uh, ref so your homework will be to reflect upon a previous challenge and how you overcame it. Because that's going to kind of give you a boost in self-esteem, remembering, you know, power was out, laptop died, this and that. And this is what I did. And really, how did you feel when you won? I'm sure you felt really good. And so I have some negative situations you can take turns, you know, rewriting. You're in a rush and your car in the driveway has a flat tire. How can you turn that into a positive event? I had to slow down and change the flat tire or call for assistance. But I was able to enjoy being safe, knowing that the tire was flat in my driveway where it's a safe place to change it, vice out on the middle of the freeway where I would liable you know, be liable to get run over. I'm sure Paula would rather have a flat tire in her driveway than on her way to Wilmington. But think about how you can turn that into a positive. It rains the day you have 10 people coming over for a backyard barbecue. Well, it's raining and now I don't have to worry about mowing my lawn at the last minute. We're just going to put a tablecloth on the floor and have an indoor picnic and not worry about the bugs, the ants, and the lawn. So again, look at these and then write some of your own from real experiences, things that really get your goat. And that's working on your enjoyability. And something that comes into the winning and playing well is developing your feedback ability. How well do you take feedback? How well do you take constructive criticism? How well do you take just nasty negative criticism? This can be in Yelp reviews, Facebook posts, um, Merchant Circle if anybody still uses that, or just comments from your customers. So take some time this week and think about how you do accept feedback. Do you feel harshly criticized, personally attacked, or do you welcome it? And how do you feel when someone gives you unsolicited feedback? I used to take it very personal, like they were personally attacking me, and I've had to realize they most of the time people mean well, but also there's going to be those people that never have anything nice to say. I've had clients like that, and I'm like, why did they hire me? 
There was one gal who she thought the, uh, remember when I sent you all the journals with the rocket on them a couple years ago? This person immediately, the cover is crappy. It was from Vista Print. It wasn't a million-dollar journal. Okay, get over it. Your two-year-old shouldn't have probably been playing with it. Then she didn't like the cover on the day planner, and she didn't like this. She always had to complain about whatever knick-knack trinket I sent. That's just the way that person is. They will always have to be a one-upper. So recognize people like that. Know, you know, what do you do with their unsolicited feedback? You need a script. And so, again, focus on the unsolicited feedback, but then also look about at how do you feel when you ask for feedback and people willingly give it. That tends to take place in the mastermind group on Facebook. People will say, what about this on my website or what about this logo or if we ask, we seem to take it better. But maybe not. Maybe you still want, you were expecting all praise. And so think about these. And was there a difference? And should it matter if feedback is solicited or unsolicited? And how and what can you do if you feel attacked, how to change that? And if you have someone who's constantly giving you unsolicited feedback, what can you say? Have a little script. For a long time, I just used to say, thank you very much. I'll take that under advisement. I'll take that to my board of directors. Something. Have something that can diffuse it. And think about even, is the person who's giving you that unsolicited feedback even a person you should be listening to? I had somebody who would always say, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And I'm thinking, who are you? You are not a business owner. You don't even have a college degree. You are nobody to me. Why should I listen to you? So look at also who's giving this feedback. What are their qualifications? I cringe when I hear people giving tax advice, and they're not a tax professional. It's like, stop listening to those people. So part of your, your homework will be to think about feedback. You're going to make a, a T on your paper. You're going to use my T tool, which many of you have seen before. Just draw a big T on a piece of paper. And on the left side, write the feedback. And on the right-hand side, write the action or results. So the left-hand side will be the individual feedback comments. And on the right, um, will you take action or what's going on with that? And I use the example, um, I was told I needed a professional photo and not a snapshot on my website. And I didn't understand what the big deal was. And I was kind of offended at first, but I actually do know now you need it because reporters need a high digital type. Um, it's with the pixels. You need it. And at first I found it um, a rude comment, but then I realized the person was giving me free advice. <laughs> And once I realized why I needed that, then I was more accepting. Plus, I realized the 
photo was outdated. It was two years old. So again, take some of that and turn it into a positive because we don't know everything. So focus on your winability, feedback ability, enjoyability. Again, we're working toward winning. I hope you keep working on this this week or this month. And our next call will be on the 25th. And that's all I got for today. So everyone, keep doing your reports. Have an amazing day. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.